Now, Trevor. Yes. There is a severe explicit warning on this movie. Glad you told me that before I watched it with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't be watching. Don't be listening to our show with your kids today because there is explicit language, including the C word. Uncle just Steve might you, play some audio that thought, upsets mum and dad. I just thought I would let you know that before we uh, we got underway. I'm going to make them an offer, Cameron. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. This is the show where I present movies to my good mate Trevor Long, who's never seen a movie before, including the ones, including the ones I'd suggest. I've seen them, of course, many times. My name is Stephen Fennec, by the way, and I'm, I'm the movie nerd of the team. And this show is the result of me watching lots of movies and suggesting them to Trevor. And this is Trevor's show. This is Trevor's reaction. And we're expanding his movie, his movie library. Trevor, welcome. I'm becoming a critique, <laughs> a critic of movies. I am, uh, I am cultured. Very huh? much so. Oui, Very oui. much. Including after today's episode, which is all about... Glengarry Glen Ross. This hands was up, everyone who's heard of this movie. <laughs> Might not be many, but not you know what? Hands out there, By the Stephen. time we finish talking about it, they're going to want to know more. It was okay. released in 1992. But get a load of the cast. It Al is Pacino. Solid. Al wow. Pacino. Hello. Jack Lemon. Ed Harris. Alan Arkin. Kevin Spacey. And Alec Baldwin. Like, what fascinates me most about that is. And again, you, you, you give me a bit of this, but that understanding of, you know, the time frame, when this was made yes. and where they're all at at their careers, because you either getting them early and just nailed it, or you're yep. putting everything into a cast, which is my suspect, my suspicion is they yes. put everything into the cast because this is, this yeah. is an actor's film. Is it ever? Yes. Yeah. So there are no car chases and explosions in this one. Yeah. This is very much a, it's a very talky movie, let's just say, based on the David Mamet play. Now, David Mamet wrote the screenplay as well for the movie. I've never been to a play, but I can utterly imagine yes. this as a play. I've been to several plays. You would enjoy a play. <laughs> and uh, this is one of the best ones. David Mamet, they based his original play on his own experience of working in real estate yeah, in, the, right. in the 70s. 
and he was a struggling playwright at the time. So he was uh, he was working in real estate. He was the office manager who gave out the sales leads mm-hmm. and handed all the paperwork. Wow! So he was sort of the Williamson character, the Kevin yeah, Spacey, the Kevin Spacey character. character. So uh, when it, when he was approached about the movie, he asked for a lazy half a million for the movie rights, and another half a million to write the screenplay. Okay. Now. The producers agreed. They they, they decided to, they made a deal. Would you believe with a cable company? There wasn't any major company interested in financing the movie, but they did a deal with multiple small cable and video companies, a German television station, an Australian theatre chain, which wow. I suspect oh, I'm th- pretty sure it's Village, Village Roadshow. Roadshow. Yeah, several banks and New Line Cinema to distribute it. Right. That's how they got it over the line. So the film was kind of shot like a play. They rehearsed it. So it was, it was three weeks of rehearsals, and then it was shot in 39 days. And oh. most of the scenes were single takes that they then cut up in the editing. So they took one bit of this one, so they ran it all like a play, yep. filmed it like that yep. in one take, and then just got the best bits out of it, and that was, that was what we saw on wow. the screen. The film was also shot entirely in sequence. So start to finish, right. like, you know, normally films they cut and they, they say See, film the if end. If I was they making film a film, I'd yeah. do it start to finish, just, yeah. just so in my own head I was able to follow it. Keep keep it all yeah. in sequence. That's right. Now the title, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, yep. as we discover, refers to two properties mentioned in the movie: the Glen Gary Highlands and the Glen Ross Farms. Now I know for a fact you had no idea about this as a movie. So what, what did you have any impression? Well, let's put it this way. When you first thought, right, this is the movie we'd have to see, with that cast, what did you think? I, I had nothing. Like, I think of all of the movies, this is the least that I had anything about. Like, <laughs> we've talked about before. anything about it. We've yeah. talked about before how in, back in your day, when you watched this at the cinema, <laughs> right, you would have seen a trailer, you know, yeah. months earlier. Yeah. Um, you would have had that expectation, even a poster. Now, I've got to be honest, the only thing, like when I look these up, you know, I, I get on Fetch and I say, you know, yep. Glen Gary, Glen Rock, and I want to find it, or I go on JustWatch.com and I find it, and you get one, like, poster image. Yeah, you know, like a thumbnail. Image, and yeah, yeah. it didn't give me any sense. It was like the Windows, you know, back backdrop with one person on it or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, I had you had no idea what you're getting into. Literally nothing. Okay, you know what? And I, and I, I only I, knew I, the cast. I envy that. I reckon that's I, awesome. I think I that's think awesome. you're right because I do go in going right. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Zero yeah. expectation. Yeah. And the only reason that's I, another I knew name the for this cast, podcast. I reckon zero expectation. <laughs> that could maybe once for I've your, seen them all, for you. Yeah, zero expectation. Um, the you, was your millionaire question to me last week yeah. or last episode yes. was you know it, it who's not the cast? Yeah, and was everyone right? Yeah. So that's the only reason I knew it was an all star cast. Okay. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, ever since its release, it does. Does it surprise you to learn that they use this in to train real salesmen? Really, it's used to sell how to sell and how not to sell. I was going to say there's a bit yeah. of how not to sell. In That's it, right. We'll get to that. And this is one of several movies. One we've covered on the show, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. This is one of several of those movies who've become iconic sales movies for the, the community. Right. Yeah, the other one was Boiler Room. It was like a little like a. It was Ben Affleck's in it, Giovanni Ribisi, another sort of stock market run, you know, hard sell sort of show. Uh, David Mamet's screenplay, remember how he wrote the play first? Then he wrote the screenplay. The screenplay expanded quite a bit on the original play. Right. So much so that 
they, they, ever since it was made into a film and when it went back to stage, uh. they use the screenplay, screenplay now as the stage, as the stage version. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, they consider the screenplay to be superior to the, the play. The, the play won the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize too, by the way. Wow. So the film version is often now what you see on stage. There you go. All right, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to deep dive into Glengarry Glen Ross. But before we do that, you can check out Glengarry Glen Ross on Fetch. Check it out, uh, along with thousands of other movies that are available on your Fetch box, which you can get at major retailers or at uh, many, many internet providers like Aussie Broadband and many others. So you can get a Fetch box, and then you've got the world of entertainment at your fingertips. You've got Netflix, Stan, Disney+, Plus, uh, Paramount. They're all on there. Plus, you've got free-to-air TV. You've got rent movies to rent or buy. And the, my favourite thing about the Fetchbox is everything you watch, everything, whether it's catch-up content, whether it's recorded TV, whether it's movies you've bought, they end up in your stuff. So there's a menu there for your stuff and allows you to find the things that you own in a digital form. It's a fantastic all-of-home all entertainment box because you can have Many fetch boxes in your home. You have the fetch mighty in the lounge room and a fetch mini maybe in the in the playroom or the or the bedroom, wherever you are. Fantastic way to enjoy entertainment right across your home. Check it out now at fetchtv.com.au. Alrighty, we've got you back. Now what you've is, uh, you've seen the boy movie. band? No, I don't know. I thought was, got was, me was back. that my was that my oh, phone? Was that my phone making that noise? Too. Anyway. Now we've got you back, mate. Yep. Okay. What do you think of this movie now? What do you just give us your don't spoil yes. your don't spoil oh, feedback what you're say. feedback from a long time yes. listener is that the anticipation of my rating and review at the end yeah, is don't spoil actually it. Yeah. So so my my main feedback now is I'm fascinated by I'm firstly fascinated by the fact that you can get so many great cast members in one spot right at one time. That's Correct. amazing to me. But secondly, I, I am fascinated by this from a like cinematography point of view in that sense that it is such a I'm going to use a word that doesn't describe my review, but boring in a sense. You know, yes. it's just it's fixed shots. It's, it's uninteresting settings. That's right. Yeah, 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 it's like the restaurant scene. It's like where twelve just angry men. It's in one room. I was just going to say yeah, it yeah. felt like it was actually going to be that. I felt yeah. at one point they were just going to be in that in that when they got into that room. That's the the, the office. The office. Yeah. After they'd been in the phone booths and things, I yep. thought, oh, that's where they're going to be. So <laughs> I found it fascinating as as a movie because it was something. You know what it needs? It needs attention. It's not a movie that you can kind of sit back and and be distracted by anything else. You, it oh, needs yeah. your attention you need to in, every in every way. Absolutely right. Which is fascinating to me. And I, I'm I'm also fascinated that it was set before mobile phones. Like it was there wasn't. Oh, true. Yeah, it there was, was just ahead phone, of that. Yeah, yeah. There was one phone, but it was at the time where you had to be in an office. You had to have the proper phone. Yeah. You couldn't. Imagine, not having a phone movie, is, is, a, is a killer for your business. If they remade that today with mobile phones, it'd be it, it, a different Half movie. of it would be yeah, a struggle. Be a different yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I like about it too. Because even little things, which we'll talk about, but like, you know, the the faking where you are, you know, I'm just I'm just about to fly into town and stuff. Yeah. And everyone knows where Grace, you are now through, yeah, yeah. you know, caller ID and stuff like exactly that. Exactly so. right. True. Uh, I did see this at the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, oh, okay. didn't want to join me because this was made the year we were married. Okay. So she was planning our wedding. And, oh. I, and I think that was just an excuse. She just didn't want She wasn't interested. So right. she said, no, you go, Sam. Interesting. You go. Has she since been made to watch it? No. Oh, no, I think she watched it once. Yeah, watched it once and she thought, yeah, I'm glad I never saw it at the movies. Wow. She's, uh, but no, that, that's, that's, her, that's her call. I've seen it though so many times. It's another one of those movies I almost know off by heart. What is it yeah. that captivates you about this the movie? The script. The whole fast-paced dialogue is just like it reminds you of Aaron Sorkin. Just snap, snap, snap. It's really um, cutting dialogue and 
It, it, uh, I love the Alec Baldwin. He's, he's in it for eight minutes. It? I was going to say, yeah. the movie. It's just incredible. I love, and I even, I quote that speech. I talk. I uh, we'll get to that, but I, that's a that's a very a big favourite of mine. It's a very long casting call too. Let's get through that. Al Pacino plays Ricky Roma, and he was of course in The Godfather, Son of a Woman, Carlito's Way. Two of those we've we've one we've done. The two others we're going to get to. Alec Baldwin plays. You, you never know his name officially, but I, I know mm. it's Blake in the movie. Uh, he was in Hunt for Red October, which we've covered. He was in 30 Rock, which I know you're a fan. He's also gone through some dramas with his current movie, yeah. Rust, where uh, the cinematographer was shot and killed on the set, but that's a story for another day. Jack Lemon, Shelley Levine. He, uh, he was the in game. The Apartment, Some Like It Hot, China Syndrome. He's a genius. Died in 2001. Alan Arkin plays George Aronow. He was in Argo, another great movie, which we're going to cover. Little Miss Sunshine, another good movie. Ed Harris plays Dave Moss. He was in The Truman Show, Apollo 13. Did you watch Westworld, the series, TV no. series? He no. was in that too. Uh, he isn't, isn't Ed Harris in Top Gun or something as well? Ed Harris in Top Gun Maverick, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the, the bloke at the beginning yeah. who doesn't want him to continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was my favourite in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I really liked him. He, he was his a cracker, role, yeah. yeah. Kevin Spacey, uh, in one of his early roles, yep. plays uh, John Williamson. Isn't that funny? They give yeah. him the name of an Australian playwright. Uh, he was in American Beauty, which he won an Oscar for, and Usual Suspects, which he won another Oscar for. But get this right. After Al Pacino saw Kevin Spacey performing in, on Broadway in the play Lost in Yonkers, Al Pacino was already on board for the movie. It was mm. directed by James Foley, by the way, the movie. He's the one who suggested, this bloke I saw on stage is your, is your man to play the, the role in the movie, wow. Kevin Spacey. So he, that's the sort of star power that our man Al Pacino's got. He recommended Kevin Spacey for the role, and he got it. Got an eye for, for talent. Before we hit the run-through, though, we are going to talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. Now, Hisense, even at the entry level, Hisense offers some amazing value, and their ULED TVs offer 4K. They also go up to 85 inches as well. They have full array local dimming, which means you're getting really nice picture quality, nice contrast as well. They offer quantum dot color. So quantum dot technology is the same technology used by a lot of other brands, including Samsung, on their televisions. So you're getting a really decent picture. There's also game mode on board. A lot of customers, they not only watch their movies and TV shows on their TVs, they also play a lot of games. And you can plug in your latest console and enjoy this incredible experience. It's also got HDMI 2.1, so you're getting the best possible quality out of your game as well. And also, of course, Dolby Vision IQ, which is the their high dynamic range technology. But also, let's talk about sound. They also offer decent sound quality as well. And the VDAR U operating system, that's the U6 interface, is really easy to find all of your entertainment. So all the streaming services that you've signed in on are all available through that platform and throws up suggestions so it's easy to find something to watch. But the best thing about it, the size range, 85 inches. There's also a 75-inch model as well. Best thing for you to do, though, is to go into a store, check out the range of the Hisense TVs. They have their ULED TV range all the way up to OLED and also mini-LED TVs. So if you are in the market for a brand-new television, do yourself a favour, head down to your store, stand in front of a Hisense TV, or visit their website, hisense.com.au. Are you ready to chase the leads, Trev? Bring it on. <laughs> I want the good leads, though. The good leads. You want the I don't good want leads. these crap leads. Good leads are the closers, mate. <laughs> right, we start mate, off. Of the two of us <laughs> on the closer, You're baby. The closer. Is that right? We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the first thing we see is uh, Shelley Levine is in the office. He's on a call. You don't know who he's talking to, though. 
And we, we find out later he's calling his daughter. She's in hospital. We never know what's wrong. He's in a phone booth, isn't he, at the, at the restaurant? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. He's in the booth. And and, she, and he's talking, though, to a doctor, trying yeah. to find out information about the daughter and yeah. trying to get some updates. I thought it was his wife, but obviously I, his wife I, I, must I, have passed. I thought it was his wife, yeah, too. Yeah, so his stage. wife must have passed away by this point. And you know already there's something doing, but you never know what's wrong. I, you just know that there's an issue. That's right. Yeah. You just know that... What what it what this moment presents and 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 this this undertone of his character through the whole yeah. movie is that he's he's a family man at heart like yeah. he's he's his his yeah. eyes and his thoughts are always for his family but he's working uh, yeah. hard for his he's family tr- do you know what I mean it's he's that trying balance. to balance it right you're right that's, that's, right that's the word he's trying to balance and he's desperate to get some stuff to, to get work done so he can look after his daughter. Yeah. Uh, we also see Dave Moss sort of breeze into the picture. He's the one that comes and goes, this is a bunch, bunch of bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He's, always, he's the angry ant. Literally for the whole at that moment, this yeah. scene is where I love that character yeah. from, get, from the get-go. <laughs> because he, he basically is not even listening to Shelley. He's yeah. not even... He, no, no, he no, doesn't listen to anyone. He's yeah. just annoyed and he expresses All, it. I always, it. yes. And... Uh, He's always t- he mentions this is the first time we hear about the deadbeat leads. Yeah. We, we don't know what a lead is at this point, but we find out. Um, I do like the fact, though, that when when Levine, when the machine Levine connects to the call. Yeah, he's go- going from he talking went to the from hospital. from doctor yeah. and then completely goes into salesman mode, talking about Rio Rancho. Shirley Levine. Yeah. And he puts on the voice and... Yeah. You can tell this bloke's an experienced salesman. That's right. And he's, and that's he's why in the salesman he's, mode. That's why it's Jack Lemmon. It's cast. He's an yeah. older character. Yeah. He's an older man. It, it just visually exudes experience, right? That's yeah. what it's all about. It's also the first time we hear Moss talking, look, I, I should talk to Jerry Graff. Yeah. We never see who that is. But we hear about him a lot. Yep. And he said, look, I, I, can't, I can't make any money with these leads. Ricky Roma enters as well. Uh, and he mentions, he's funny, Ricky Roma in this movie, which is Al Pacino's character, he comes up with some incredible lines. He's, yeah. he's very philosophical. He's got a different approach to sales. Very philosophical. Tries to sort of, uh, he, he sort of endears himself to you in different ways. And the line that he came in with is, <laughs> you know what? It was so hot downtown, grown men were begging cops to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's a... But, but there's the other, But there's another guy in the bar that he's sort of, I think he's making eye contact with. Yeah, and, and, yeah. It, and it's kind of a, it's, it's a very fleeting scene. But yeah. you get this sense it's that, sort of the seeds that Ricky Roma is is better than them in a little way. Yeah. But then there's this he's talk better about dressed a, too. He's a very yeah. snappy dresser too. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. just got that kind of style to him. Yeah. There's this talk of this strategy conference, which is yep. obviously then the next step. This is uh, this is I reckon what really sort of springboard. This is your favorite scene in the whole movie, the right? Springboard for the movie. Right. This sets up the jeopardy. This sets up everything. And we notice that they're out the front of the office. Is this gleaming? Did you see that model BMW? Is it a seven series? I thought it was a five series, but it beautiful, might have been seven, expensive car. And they're talking about, you know, where they're saying, "Who? Who's the?" There's a bloke in the office. So who's this guy? And then uh, he says, "Look, I want to get your attention for a moment." So this is Alec Baldwin's character stands yeah. up. Um, he says. Um, look, you know, you could hear him complaining about the leads. Look, some some of you don't want to be selling. Yeah. But then he notices the machine going up to the coffee machine. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you? <laughs> I am not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Your name's Levine. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? 
I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. So we've heard a few terms here. We've heard leads. We've heard the sit. The sit yep. is obviously when they get into the person's home and they're trying to sell them. That's a yep. sit. And he's said to them, the good news is you're fired. Bad news is you've got one week to save your job. Now, what he, what this is is a sales contest. Top of the board gets a brand new Cadillac. It's, which is a huge deal, massive, by the way. Massive deal. But did you like second prize? A bit of a come down in second prize. Steak knives. Set of steak knives. You guys <laughs> want to see second prize? Set of steak knives. See, I was a bit confused in this scene because uh, the Alec Baldwin character is going on and he, he goes, oh, and we got a second prize, steak knives. Yeah. As if he'd just come up with this. But that's all. That's on the board on the as board, yeah. long established as being yep. the second prize. So, yeah, he's talking about, look, and third prize is you're fired. So he's, he's, he's obviously said, look, have I got your attention now? You've got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. <laughs> I love this. I it love is, this. It is, it is a great yeah. little monologue. Uh, I like multiple it. Little, leads little... are weak. You're weak. He goes, <laughs> I like it. He says, get them to sign on the line that is dotted. But then he comes up with his ABC. Do you remember this bit here? He yep. says ABC. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. So that's... I, I was worried there. My ABCs are always, always be contenting. contenting. I'm yeah, like, hang on a minute. That, yeah. But he also talks about AIDA, attention. Do I have your attention? Interest. Are you interested? Decision. Is it time to make a decision? And action. Get on there. Which is, like, it's really fascinating because this is ex this is where you get into this thing where anyone that's worked in sales, yeah, especially, you know, pre-90s, because when it, you know, turned to solid internet and things, but... This is exactly what would have happened. They mm. would have been in these rooms. They would oh, have yeah. been talking about – you'd go from one company to another and have different strategies. That yep. would absolutely have been the case. My dad at one point was a door-to-door -door salesman. Right. My dad worked for Walton's. When I was – by the time I was born – A-I-D-I, dad. Come yeah, on, let's yeah. go. When, at the time I was born, he was he was a, a sale, furniture salesman for Walton's. Yeah. But I, I do like the fact that, uh, that Alec Baldwin's character says, look, the people don't walk on the lot unless they want to buy. Yeah. But then Moss speaks up. I love this. He, he, Dave Moss, the, the angry dude, he speaks up. What's the problem, pal? You, Moss. You're such a hero. You're so rich. <laughs> How come you're coming down here wasting time with such a bunch of bums? You see this watch? You see this watch? Yeah. That watch costs more than your car. <laughs> I made $970,000 last year. How much you made? You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. Nice guy? I don't give a shit. Good father? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. <laughs> you want to work here? Close. You think this is abuse? You think this is abuse, you cocksucker? You can't take this. How can you take the abuse you get on a shit? So it's that's fascinating, that's right? Because seriously, that's a workplace of the. What are we talking? Yeah. Where, are they, where is it set? Seventies, yeah. Yeah, ninety. No, it's set in the. It's set in the modern time. Let's say eighties, nineties. Eighties, nineties. Okay, so I would have said it's early seventy, early eighties. Sorry, yeah. 
it feels like it's set early eighties. Um, but it's just that workplace culture. Yeah. Like you imagine a twenty-two-year-old going into sales <laughs> today and having that. You'd be no. ripping a new one on no. first day. I think you would have appreciated the watch scene too. Did you like that? Oh the watch? yeah. You were thinking, oh, he's seen, this, he's take, he takes something. Mate, this. I could. Was that a Rolex car. or what was it? Was it was you, probably a Rolex. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty good. Good analogy though. That will cost more than oh, your car. So good. Yeah, 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 that's pretty good. But he says, look, it takes brass balls to sell real estate, and then he gets out the Glengarry leads, and I think their mouths all start to water. These are the new leads. These are the Glengarry leads. And to you, they're gold. And you don't get them. Why? Because to give them to you is just throwing them away. They're for closers. <laughs> closers <laughs> only, maybe. But then he, uh, he goes on, our man, Alec. These are the new leads. Oopsie. Edit. And to answer your question, pal, why am I here? I came here because Mitch and Murray asked me to. They asked me for a favor. I said, the real favor, follow my advice and fire your fucking ass because a loser is a loser. <laughs> See, it's another fascinating thing about this movie is the Mitch and Murray. It's like, yeah. it's just this. You don't hear from him. Yeah, you don't yeah, hear from him. Right. You don't meet him. You don't, um, yeah. you just got this sense that it's these, it's a duo that yeah. own clearly a, a chain or a, Large, uh, you know, sales Franchise group, or something. whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you've just got to make. I love the idea of making those assumptions yourself. Yeah. You know, you could you could imagine a screen play where they they then cut to Mitch and Murray and they're in their yeah, office. Yeah. It's a you know it's a it's a much more palatial no, office that, that, to uh, set that, the scene. Another reason why I like it is they stuck true to the play. It's still like a play That's on what screen. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, like what you said. They could have easily had all these other these little um, little things in the film. Yeah. But I like the fact that they, they kept it on them, on the on the salespeople. There was no one else involved. Yeah. And the, some people they even mentioned, like Mitchell Murray and Oev Lemkin, all these other people, you don't hear from them. You don't see them. No. So I think it's good. It's sort of focused on this. It's like a yeah. little little cauldron that they're all inside. Notice Roma wasn't at this meeting? Roma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember at the yeah. start, he goes, oh, we all hear, he goes, oh, Roma, yes, I'm going anyway. So Roma kind of missed out on this abuse. Not that he needed it. He was, <laughs> top, he was top of the board. Levine calls the doctor again, and he says, look, I can't. I've got to, I've got to go out. I'm going to call her from the road. Um, then Williamson, that Kevin Spacey's character, comes out. He goes, okay, you've got two leads for tonight, two for tomorrow. And then they, then this is the first of many times where they complain. The leads are shit. They're, no, they're yeah. no good. He goes, look, get to work. Everyone's got the same leads. Go, go hard. And um, they're saying, look, I can't close this stuff. And you see the Glengarry leads in his office being locked up in a drawer in the filing cabinet. So you think, ooh, they're the good leads in there. And see, as a non-salesman, you know, person, you're sitting there thinking, dude, just hand out the leads. Don't you just want the sales? But in the in this world, you've got to appreciate that they've got to burn through the the bottom end of the leads to a make sure they don't miss any. B you know, actually find out who are the closers. That's the part of the process. Just on the leads themselves, just to, just to be clear, leads are what, how I'm assuming these leads are. People have written in, expressed interest in some kind of real estate or yep. want to know more. It's like it's like being on an email mailing list. Exactly. It's yeah. people who've seen a brochure yes. or walked past a, a brochure stand and, yep. and written their name down on a piece of paper. Again, this is pre-internet, pre-everything. Yes. 
They might have made a phone call and said, can you get me information? And they've been put in a database. Yeah. And, the, and these are the now the leads. These, these are, are the, these are the these people are the that have seen the brochure yeah. for Glengarry. Right. And these guys know that's a better estate, that's a better, that's an easier sell, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we see George calling and uh, he says, look, you know, we're – we we he's he's calling on one line, but then we see Levine just slip straight into salesman Again. mode. He puts a different voice on. He's like, I'm calling from this consolidated is where he's, he's properties. He's also got the, the shoulder piece for his yes, phone. Yes, so he's comfortably having the phone. A, Again, yeah. it's a salesman. That's a remnant thing. from the eighties. Doesn't make as well. any sense to kids today. Yeah, they'll go. What's that? Yeah, you true, know, true. a, a mum who talked a lot to her her kids yeah. on the phone, or my wife if you're would an have, operator in this, or something. In this yeah. day and age, my wife and her mum would have one of these. Because they're on it all day. While they're doing the dishes, whatever, they're on yeah, the phone. So, so, so they can hold it near their exactly. ear. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Levine is sort of saying, look, you, you, I'm here to – he makes up something about I've got a prize and, and in real estate I've got to drop it off in person just to get in, get in the door. Meanwhile, the angry man, Dave Moss, he's sort of going on about, look, you know, this is a bunch of nonsense. He goes, look, these are so old, no one can close these leads. Mm. And then you hear – George, which is sort of him and George, which is Alan Arkin's character, they're the two that sort of spend most time together, and they're they're the ones who are sort of the not the conscious of the uh, conscience of the movie, but they're the ones who are like providing the commentary about yep. how the leads are crap, yep. and how Jerry Graff's out there, how smart he is, yep. and they say, look, what, why why give Romer all the good leads? They say he he does it all, and 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 um, George is complaining, looks like I can't make a sit. I'm struggling. They're all they're all got their own struggles. Mm. Which is and that yeah. meant that that reference to Jerry Graff also, you start to realise this is a, like an opposition, like an opponent, firm, yeah, you know? yeah, right. Because yeah. there's this whole thing as we get to here where he yeah. talks about kind of going to Jerry Graff, and it's yeah. it's clearly there's a bit of you know you can think L J Hooker and Ruddy Rain and Horn, you know, exactly like, right, yeah, that's yeah. what it is, totally right. They continue the conversation. They walk to the carts. It's still. Have you noticed in the, the at the whole first half of the movie, rain. pissing down rain, big time, the too. whole time. Uh, they walk out to the car. They mention Mitch and Murray, but also too, they they they're thinking about how the you know Jerry Graff and how smart he's how smart an operator he is. The thing of it is, money's tight. Times are tight. It don't do no good to throw this fart around. Just go out and sell. Threaten a man all you want. You can't whip a dead horse. Nope. All this garbage, sell 10,000, you win a Cadillac, you lose, we're gonna fire your ass. It's, no, it's medieval. Yes. It's wrong. Yes. Yes, it is, and you know who's responsible. Who? You know who it is. It's Mitch and Murray, because it don't have to be this way. Oh. Oh, look at Jerry Graff, he's clean. He's doing business for himself. He's got this, you know, that list with the nurses. See, you see, that's thinking. Why take 10%? A 10% sales commission? Why are we giving the rest away? What are we giving 90% for? For nothing. For some jerk sitting in the office, tell us, get out there and close. Go win a Cadillac. So he, he that kind of sums it up, how they got a 10% commission, hmm. 90% kicks back to the company. So they're busting their guts for and it 10%. Also, it also points uh, paints a point of difference between the Mitch and Murray firm and the Jerry Graff firm. Yeah. Mitch and Murray clearly work on this kind of... Uh, not pyramid scheme, but this kind of uh, pamphlet generation, as we talked about yeah. earlier. Whereas Jerry Graff's the kind of guy that has, he thinks about who could be lead. Yeah. So he goes, well, let's just get a list. Let's pay. So he's paying for just a list of all the nurses mm. in the county or the city, whatever it is, because they're a great target. They've got a stable job, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch Smart. of reasons why you should sell to them. Different approach to the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we see Levine is on the phone again. 
calling a client. I love this little bit where he says, oh, geez, I wish you could have been in on it. And he go, and he asks Grace, I love his fake, fake secretary. He goes, Grace, how much did we make about that? He goes, oh, $76,000. I, I wish you, could, you would have been in it with us. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's, he's really yeah, putting it again, on. again, this is that whole sales technique thing. See, the earlier thing where he talks about, you know, he won a prize and stuff, yeah. that'd be like, hey, you can't lie to people, right? Yeah. That in this day and age, uses training. You can't lie to people. But in this point, it's just about, you know, creating a dangling a carrot if yeah. you missed an opportunity. You've got to make people feel like they're in on the opportunity. So in this, in this, uh, when that call does, it doesn't go any, doesn't go anywhere. Um, and then I think Williamson comes out and says, "Look, you're going to go out tonight." And this is where the conversation started. He goes, "Look, you, I, I can't these, I can't close these leads. I can't do anything." And so here's again the the salesman side of of, of Levine mm. tries to convince the manager. Says, "Listen, there's two guys talking here. You know, this thing works in streaks. You don't give me yeah. a go. Give me the good leads." He's trying to, he's trying to sell he's himself, trying to sell himself to, to get boss. the better leads, right? Yeah. And uh, he says, look, you know, you got your job and I've got mine. I'm hired to watch the leads, to marshal <laughs> my sales force. I'm given a policy. My job is to do that. What I'm told. Now, wait a second. Force. Anybody falls below a certain mark, I'm directed. I'm not permitted to give them the premium leads. How do they rise above that mark with Drac? With this toilet paper that you're giving me, you give me one premium lead. Do you know what the premium leads cost? I know what the premium leads cost. Yeah, I know what they cost. I generated the sufficient dollar revenue to buy them, but I cannot sell shit. So there's the whole, it's sort of going around and around. I... This, I love this scene. You like you love the yes, scene with yes. um, with Alec Baldwin earlier, but I love this one because I think Kevin Spacey is an amazing actor. Yeah. But then Jack Lemmon, man, just his his tone of voice, the way he kind of speaks back at at Williamson without speaking to like it's just yeah. there's so much brilliant acting in oh, these little encounters it's because as A-grade, I said, it's yeah, like yeah. a play. It's A-grade, this yeah. this movie makes me want to see a play because yeah. I appreciate the the value of an actor. You know, casting, learning a line, being expressive. There's so Ooh. much of that in these two. What shines through in this scene too is this scene too is is Levine's desperation. He's getting desperate. Yeah. And he even goes he follows, follows him out, out to the, the car. car. Yeah, he goes, he, oh, it says, I'll give you money. I'll give you twenty dollars twenty dollars a lead. Yeah. And he goes, oh, fifty dollars a lead, I'll give you. That that's how desperate he's getting. And they they decide, well, okay, let's do a deal. I was like, okay, 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 fine. 20%, 50 bucks a lead. It's done. Let's go out. We make some money. I got bills to pay, huh? I want two sits tonight, and I want the good leads, huh? The Glengarry leads, two. Two, John, because I am going to close them both. It's a long road with no turning, Pally. Okay, now let's go. <laughs> I've got to go back to the office to get them. Yeah, but to, uh, go on. Let's go, huh? You know, see, this is what I was saying, John. All you need, a little boost. You turn a streak around. Am I right? Good, huh? Huh? Good? <laughs> Can I just tell you, listening to Jack Lemon there, mm. I had a bit of a flash to Brian Cranston, yeah. you know, from Breaking Bad, Your yeah. Honor. Okay. He's got a he can speak in that kind of fast paced kind of tone. Yeah. yeah I really yeah, I really right. hear that there. Yeah, right. I wonder if anyone else does. But uh I, at the end of this day, he goes, I've got to go back in the office and then he says and you then he's waiting, he goes, he, goes, like, he says fifty go oh, two leads, hundred And bucks. again, in terms of acting, Kevin yeah. Space is just sitting there deadpan. Yeah. It's and a great we, screenplay, and he's sitting there going, "Well, mate, you got to pay me. What are you talking about?" Yeah, oh, but then so he, he pulls out his wallet, and he goes, "Look, he only had thirty bucks," and he goes, "Like, sorry, you can't can't help you." Because you don't forget, you got to remember, Kevin Spacey said it earlier. He's he's it's his ass on the line too. If yeah. if, if, he, if they find out. Uh, next scene, we're back in the cafe with uh, Moss and Aranau. This and is the bit where they they they, yeah. they say, you know, you can recognise these are shit leads because you know Patel. Yeah. 
You know, they they, they basically describe <laughs> they keep them, coming up. They're, yeah. they're 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 Indians and they they don't want to buy anything. They just yeah. want to chat. They like talking to salesmen. They just love talking to salesmen. <laughs> so you can pick from a name yeah. that it's not going to be a good lead. And he, you also mentioned this scene too about the Glen Ross Farms, which is this the, is where you first this hear. This is rehearsed for about Glen Ross. So Glen, Gary the Glen Gary is leads. the new one. Glen Ross are the yep. old ones. Yep. And uh, interesting how they came up with that t- title for the movie, don't you reckon? It's, is it make it a more obscure it for has, you? Yes. Yeah. Because it has no context other than to yeah, say, to I watched this close enough that I heard those two names yeah. mentioned in terms of real estate property. There you go. There you what go. the hell? But they mentioned, they said, look, you know, you. The, the, uh, this is the sort of the salesperson sort of uh, angle that the Moss is coming from. He he remembers Glen Ross Farms and they they made a killing. He goes, but long, long term you don't. It's, he, he sort of equates it to a car salesman. He goes, yes. you don't sell a person one car, you sell them five cars over fifteen, over 15 years. years. So that's sort of his approach here, and the, the way Which that again is brilliant the leads, sales yeah. strategy from yeah. the old days. But it wouldn't, it just wouldn't pass muster today because if you're yeah. in a car dealer. And you're just going, you know, you're underselling someone to any car just to get their business. I, like, I'd, I don't think enough of that happens today. Yeah. Do you? Like, no. do you think that happens today at all? No. I can tell you that when I walked into uh, the dealership to buy our family car, the Carnival, yeah. Yeah. Um, the there was there was three salesmen. Two of them were just on the phone or sitting at their desk writing. Yeah. And another one, a young girl, who was just like, what can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. sit down. And you know what? I would call her any day of the week because she was so welcoming and everything. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about here. It's about yeah. a relationship. Absolutely right. It's about selling but, without looking like you're selling. But you're right. It's different now. Like the internet's changed everything. Yeah. Even my, I bought my car on the internet. Yeah. I, I didn't talk to a human being. I, I paid a deposit and yeah. order through the internet. And then my other one I'm waiting on as well. Yeah. So you're right. It, it's totally different today. Uh, we see uh, it, we're back out with um, – with <laughs> Levine at the at the Spinel house, we find out it's pouring He's in rain, the rain still. Knocking on the door. This was the person who had uh, talking about the prize that he had yes. to drop off. He he yeah. rung so someone about a prize. He's in the door. It's still raining. Um, and then the guy answers the door and she's like, "My wife's not home. What's this in reference to?" And, and you can he, see from the get go, the, yeah. the guy home is like, "I don't know what you're talking about." What mate. are you doing? He's not right? a big yeah. fan, but this guy is pushy. He gets himself in. He sits down on the couch. Yeah, it's it's very quickly yeah. turning to mud and this bloke's like you know what I've got to go get my wife I've got to pick up my wife we're going to go to our relative's house he goes look I'm in town with Rio Rancho I've, uh, I've got to fly out to Florida tonight and, and he sort of as he's saying that his wife has to go they've got to go to the relative's house he's already thinking trying to make guilt him into saying look I've got to, I've got to, I'm flying to Florida tonight he goes oh, let me think he goes tell you what we're going to do he says, we're going to pick out one for them as well. Let's pick her up. He's Let's thinking, pick we'll her up in the my family. car. I'm walking out the door. I've got to pick up my wife at the... Let's take my car, huh? We'll pick her up together. Spoke to the little woman on the phone. Can't wait to meet her. No, we've got... We're going over to our relatives. Oh, she didn't say anything about uh, I'm sure she forgot. <laughs> on a plane to Florida. Well, I'm oh. so sorry if we put you out. No, you she, didn't put uh... me out. And I'm just trying to think, Larry. <laughs> you know, that's the only parcel that I've got. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to the computer. I'm going to pull another one, and we're going to speak to your relatives, no, too. No, no. Oh, come on. No, You're a busy no. man, Larry, and so am listen, I. My listen. God, I'm in the act of giving a gift away. Look, <laughs> I don't want to buy land. I don't want to invest in land. I have yeah. nothing. Mm. Yeah, I, she took the call without my knowledge. Uh-huh. I have no business yeah, that I wish exactly. to transact. Oh, hey, I don't want to tell you how to handle no. your wife. Well, my <laughs> wife filled in a form, and we have been plagued for the last year now, by... That's the situation that I'm trying to alleviate, no. Larry. I... No, do you understand? That's the, this. That's yes. the perfect line. It's yeah. like all she did was fill in a form, and now yeah. we're we're leads. Plague. They've by become you, said, yeah. leads. Yeah. 
Simple as that. Over and over again by the looks yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, back in the office and uh, they're talking about, again, Jerry Graff went into business for himself. Then he was free. He said, we should do something about it. Then, then this is the first time we ever hear of them thinking, you know what? Someone should do something to hurt Mitch and Murray. Someone should rob the office. Yeah. This is the first we hear of it. So it may, needs to be made to look like a robbery. We can take the leads and go to Jerry Graff. Yep. So that's a, you already established that Moss and, and George, yep. so Dave Moss and George Aaron are both talking about it. Yep. Uh, back in the phone booth, we hear Levine again on the phone to the Nyborgs. And this was such a smooth flow. He says, uh, yeah, and he goes, of course I'll hold. He was really friendly with them. And then and, but he does yeah. this great strategy here, which is a cool one here, where he's, he's – and when, when you say hold, he's, he's at someone's house and they yeah. put the phone down, right? And so he, off phone, starts yelling out to his pretend secretary again about first-class yeah, airfares great. and stuff. Yeah, first-class ticket. Full <laughs> well knowing that they've already picked the phone back up. Yeah. And, and they're kind of hearing this and he's, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You know, so he's playing he's very a beautiful, yeah, beautiful yeah. game. Yeah, he, he, despite, though, his old-world skills, though, we see him struggling here. Yes, but, again. Uh, he says, okay, when will Mrs. Nyborg be back? And then, so that sort of establishes that he may have something going on there. Cut back to the Chinese restaurant slash bar where yeah. Ricky Roma is talking to a gentleman in the bar that we first saw at the very start, remember? Yeah. He turns out his name is Link, Mr. Link. This is the weirdest. Yeah. It's just so out there, some of Mate. the shit he talks about this here. Is, <laughs> this, this is... Ten minutes that could have been three or two. Yeah. Honestly, it's the worst part of the movie because I get maybe, it, right? Yeah, what it does is it sets up Roma as this suave, you know, he can yeah. talk anyone around anything. There's so many things in this you'll notice. They're sitting in a booth and yep. he gets closer and closer. He goes away and he comes back and he sits even closer. Yeah, buying him drinks. He, he yeah. pulls out a, a brochure. He sits even closer. He's basically in his lap yeah. in the last part of it. Yeah. But he's talking but such he's, absolute He's making a connection. Shit. yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's I like legit. the line. The, f- the first, <laughs> the first line is all trains, all train cars smell vaguely of shit. Yeah, we just do it. To, we we eventually get used to it and don't mind it. Man. Then, he, then he says, "Look, cheat on your wife, live with it." He talks about things like absolute morality, and he says, "Look, great, great. The the do what what he goes talk about the great lays you've had over over your life." He goes, "What do you remember about them?" Yeah. So it's, it's not actually you. It's not the orgasm. It's it's these little things that make it good, mate. So he's. Wild. I'm thinking, where is he coming from? This, this is the artsiest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but at the at the back of the bar, in the same in the room, same same establishment, yep. is George and Dave who are talking. Still now. talking about this. Uh, what can what can we get for the leads? Yeah, and he goes. Look, we got there's 500 Glengarry leads there, so they're they're actually trying to work out work out what they're doing. Are you just talking about this, or are we just talking about it? Yeah, we're just speaking about it. Speaking about it as an idea. Yes. We're not actually talking about it. No. Talking about it as a no. as a robbery. As a robbery? No. <laughs> wow. Hey. So all this, you didn't actually, you didn't actually call Graf. You didn't talk to him. Not actually, no. You didn't. No, not actually. Did you? What did I say? What did you say? I said not actually. Fuck you care, George. We're just talking. We are? Yes. Because, uh, because it's a crime. Robbery. That's right. It is a crime. It's also very safe. You're actually talking about this. That's right. You're going to steal the leads. Have I said that? Are you? Did I say that? Did you talk to Graham? What did I say? What did he say? What did he say? 
You buy them. Two yeah, salesmen talking yeah. bullshit to each other. But did you like the back and forth and the repetitive nature of it? You know what it reminded yeah. me of? Seinfeld. A little, yeah. Seinfeld, they yeah. have these conversations where they use the same words. Salsa? He goes, bubble, Salsa. bubble, bubble boy, yeah, bubble, Salsa? bubble, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That that reminded me of that a little yeah, bit. A little, and that, yeah, it was yeah. really quick fire between them and how they're dancing around the whole subject no one ever without says saying what anything. Saying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I liked about that. Um, Shelley is uh, back in the restaurant. He's dialing his daughter's room again. They've, something's yep. been cancelled. There was a, whether there was an operation or. Uh, uh, to me, I got that to mean that. He never had the money to pay for whatever yeah, procedure. something actually didn't happen because yeah. he didn't pay his bill. So he goes, and then he says, he tails off by saying, look, I'll have the money there tomorrow. And then that's the last, that, that he hangs up the phone. Now, George and Dave are still going at it. Uh, two, 20, talking about 2500 ahead and, and a job if they actually pull off this robbery. Um, but he says, look, it has to be tonight. I've made the deal with Graf. He goes, you, you're the one who's going to have to do the robbery. I love this bit where Moss says, you're going to have to do it. Because I'm the one, I'm going to be at the movies because they're going to suspect me, but they're not going to suspect you. So it's kind of a hospital pass. He's, got, yeah. he's given her he's a got old, this great idea to rob a job, but you have to do it. Yeah. So he goes, look, I'll have an alibi. They'll be looking for me. It's going to be, he goes, and then he admits, he goes, look, it's going to be 5000 my end. I lied. I'm, you, you'll get 2500 but because I set it up, I'm going to get more. <laughs> so you're thinking now that's going to happen. That's, right? so that's these two are going to rob here. the office. Right. You don't understand who or how because they went back and forth so much, but yeah. these two... They're out of this competition is to rob the office. Full yeah. stop. We see in the background as well, um, Levine start his call to the Nyborgs, which we'll hear about them later. But but then we're back to Ricky Roma. Ricky Roma is still chatting to his man uh, and talks about all different kinds of investments. Stocks, bonds, objects of art, real estate. What are they? An opportunity. <laughs> to what? To make money? Perhaps. To lose money, perhaps. To indulge and to learn about ourselves, perhaps. So fucking what? What isn't? They're an opportunity. That's all they are. They're an event. A guy comes to you, you make a call, you send in a card. I have these properties I would like for you to see. What does this mean? What do you want it to mean? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So is that a totally different approach to the others or what? And, he, and at this point, he pulls yeah. out the brochure. Remember, in front of me, he pulls Man, but out. This, this bloke. So this, he's not even a lead. This bloke, he's someone he met at a bar. This bloke is the the suave, sophisticated, smooth talker yeah. who's bamboozling the potential client yeah. with words. Whereas the other blokes are, you know, more salesmen with tactic. It's very strange. But then uh, he pulls out the brochure. Glad I met you. I'm glad I met you, James. I want to show you something. It may mean something to you. It may not. I don't know. I don't know anymore. What is that? Florida. Glengarry Highlands. Florida. Bullshit. And maybe that's true. And that's what I said. But look at this. What is this? This is a piece of land. Listen to what I'm going to tell you now. So he's already got the Glengarry lead. He's mentioned Glengarry there. Yeah. So he's obviously, he's at the top of the board. Well, he, it's he must have got one of the early leads. It's only for closes. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is why he wasn't at the sales conference. Uh-huh. He's at the top of the he board. He got a head start already. He's hey? been given yeah. the Glengarry leads because they're for closes. Yeah. So this takes us now to the next day. Yeah. Next day, it's daytime and not raining. That's true. Rain yeah. stopped. Yep. Now, Roma parks out the front and he says, he asks, look, what's happened here? And he sees there's uh, there's some dramas. 
And he's freaking out yeah. about contracts. Yeah. So he sees there's been a robbery. He goes, oh, did they get the contracts? And he, he sees in the office, he goes, no, they didn't get the contracts. Um, he's, he's telling Williamson, talk to me. What the hell happened here? Um, James Link, who he closed last night. The he goes, at the no, bar. That was sent downtown. He goes, okay, well, I'm over the top. He goes, oh, you give me the car. You owe me the car. And he tears the poster down, pulls out a mobile phone. Just see the phone he pulls out? Pretty big. Um, George comes out. He's in the office, and he says, look, has someone checked if the leads are insured? Now, at this point, what are you thinking? Because they planned the robbery. Right, robbery's At this taken point, place. George did it. You're thinking George. There's right? no doubt in okay. my mind, George. George did so it. So, the detectives asking questions. George is acting quite strange, and he, and he's and he's he's complaining still, like I can't close them. And you know, look at this shit. You know, you're a good man, George. You know, him and him and Rome are having a bit of conversations. Um, and he said, and they find out as well. They stole the, they phones, stole the phones as well as the which leads. is like crippling yeah. a business. Yep. Yeah. Um, he. Williamson comes out, offers another another lead, and and then George asks, "Were the leads insured? Were insured?" So he's sort of curious about this. Yeah, and so you in the back of your mind thinking, "Well, he's why thinking would he about ask Mitch and that? Murray. He's worried yeah. about the the drama." So um, he says, "Look, we're all going to have to talk to the cop." And I think um, Roma says to him, "Goes, don't sweat it, George. You have got nothing to hide." And but at the audience has been, is thinking, "Well, he actually does have something. He's got to a hide, lot to hide." Right? So what the hell are we doing? Uh, I think Roma gets a lead. He, but it's he gets Patel. a Patel lead and says the same thing the <laughs> other boys did. He says, Patel, fuck you, Patel. But then we hear, though, the machine is in the office. Get the chalk. Hey, get the chalk. Get the chalk. I did it. I closed it. I closed the cocksucker. Get the chalk. Put me on the board, John. Put me on the Cadillac board, huh? Williamson. Hey, pick up the fucking chalk. Rick, eight units Mountain View. Sold eight mountains. You bet your ass. Who wants to go to lunch, huh? Who wants to go to lunch? I'm buying it. Williamson, $82,000, 12 grand of my commission. I want Deadbeat Magazine subscription leads. Who? <laughs> Bruce and Harriet Nyborg. Read it. What the hell happened here? So he's... He's thinking, well, hang on, what the hell's going on? He's, yeah. like, he's walked in the middle of a – he's happy with his, his sale. Yeah. Yeah. He's thinking, what the hell's going on? What, he's, what's he's doing? He's blind. The, the other point that makes is he's blinded by his excitement. He doesn't even see the places yeah. he ransacked bef- until he pauses after his little rant and excitement yep. to go, what's happened here? So he, he's, he, he, he and Roman now are talking to each other, and um, he said, look, you know, I broke a bad streak. I took the leads. I did this. I, I, I sold it. And, and by the way, Roma, Roma heard that whole rant, that yeah. whole excitement. Yeah. He heard the name of the buy, he heard everything. And yes. then Roma kind of shifts and twitch, twists and goes, no, no, sure, sit down. Tell me all. Tell me how yes. you did it. Yes. Like, I want to hear. And you're thinking initially, you're thinking he wants to hear, he wants to learn from this guy. How did yeah. he just sell eight units, yeah. right? That's that's what it looks like. We, 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 we see that respect there. I, I do notice that. And then Moss walks in and angry as ever. Because they took the leads, they took the phones, and then he says to him, he says, guess what the guess what the machine did? And he says, fuck the machine. He goes, sold eight units, 82 grand. So he's sort of trying to tell Moss what happened. Yeah. And he, he, Moss Moss says to him, I don't want to hear war stories. And he says, oh, fuck you, Dave. What are you doing? Um, Moss says, all right, I want a lead. I'm going out. And then he asks, though, he, go, he asks, this is the bit that really – that." Uh, Roma uh, uh, answers him in a smart ass sort of way, and this gets this gets under Moss's skin. He goes, he asks him, "Did they steal the contracts?" Do you remember this bit? And then Roma just casually goes, "What do you care?" Right? In other words, mate, you haven't sold shit for ages, so what would you care? Yeah. So this really this really sets off this <laughs> this little. 
this little battle here. Or does it? I went ahead of myself. Everybody Ricky, that I don't care they stole the contract. Now, I got them in the kitchen. I'm eating their crumb cake. <laughs> what does that mean? It means, Dave, you haven't closed a good one in a month. None of my business. You want to push me to answer you. So you haven't got a contract to get stolen and so forth. You got a mean streak in you, Ricky. You uh, know yeah, that? Shut the fuck up. Something. Ricky, you got a mean streak in you. And what the fuck are you babbling about? You bring that shit up on my volume? You were on a bear. When I brought it up to you, you'd harbor it. You'd harbor it a long, long while, and you'd be right. Who said fuck the machine? Fuck the machine? Fuck the machine! Fuck the machine! What is this, courtesy class? You're fucked, Rick. Are you fucking nuts? You're hot, so you think you're the ruler of this place. Hey, you want to... Shut up! Okay. You want to decide who should be dealt with how? Is that it? I come in the fucking office today, I get humiliated by some jag-off cop. I get accused of... I get the shit thrown in my face by you, you genuine shit, because you're top name on the board! Is that what I did? Dave, I humiliated you. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's gold. So good. That's gold. But, you know, it doesn't end there, because this little conversation continues. Fuck you, Dave. You know you got a big mouth. <laughs> you make a close, this whole place stinks with your farts for a week. How much you just ingested. Oh, what a big man you are! Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. Ooh. <laughs> your pal closes. All that comes out of your mouth is bile. Ooh. How fucked up you are. Who's my pal, Vicky? Hmm? What are you? And what are you, Ricky, huh? Bishop Sheen? What the fuck are you, Mr. Slick? Who? What the fuck are you, friend of the working man? Big deal. Fuck you! You got the memory of a fucking fly! I never liked you anyway. What is this, your farewell speech? Going home. Your farewell to the troops? I'm not going home, I'm going to Wisconsin. Have a good trip. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> pretty, pretty good, yeah. That's gold, and Ed Harris is a genius. That's really good, and he kind of uh, spoke his mind pretty, pretty thoroughly there. Yeah, I think agree? he did, yeah. Uh, I do like this little bit here where he, well, Moss is pissed off and, and Levine and Roma are talking and he says, he, he, he want, he still, Roma still wants to hear yep. how he did the deal. Yeah. And he says, you know, I saw the opportunity, I took it, you know, there's, this is now, I'm here to do good and you, good for you, good for me. All eight units, he explained, he stayed there for 22 minutes just with them, not even talking. He has, and, and he mentions, in fact, he has, look, this is... Look, we did it like like we used to, yeah. and then Roma taught speaks up against like I was taught. He goes like you taught me. Yeah. So we hear, we know from that that, that Levine influenced him. Yep. As, as a salesman. Um, we hear though Williamson's come out and um, he tells him he said, "Look, did you tell him about my sale?" He goes, "How can I tell him about your sale? There's no phones here." So he goes, "Look, tell him about the sale. Bring in the new leads." And he wants to impress on the fact that he had a, a big day. Yeah. The only thing remarkable about it is who you made it to. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that if the sales sticks, it'll be a miracle. If the sales well, why shouldn't the sales stick? Oh, fuck you. That's what You do not know your job. Do you know that? A man is his job. You are fucked at yours. You hear what I'm saying to you? Your end of the month fucking boy. You do not know how to run this office. You haven't got the sense. You haven't got the balls. Have you ever been on a set? Has this cocksucker ever <laughs> been on a set? Did if you I ever you, sit with I a customer? Down. Oh, would you? Oh, my God. What are you going to do? Fire me? Oh, 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 Rick, oh. <laughs> it's not impossible. Oh, really? On an $80,000 day? And what? It's not even noon yet. 
And then he says, he goes, oh, you closed them today? He goes, yeah, I went this morning, tidied it up. So uh, he, at this point, you're thinking Shelley's in a position of power. Yeah. He's sold the sold eight units of Mountain View. Mountain View is where Google's located, by the way. Yeah. Mountain View. I don't know whether it's the same thing. Well, I was going to say we don't know yeah. the same Ma- place, Mountain yeah. View in Florida, I think. <clears throat> yeah. But he's thinking, look, he, and he says to me, look, I want three new leads. I want them right now. So let's go. Um, but what we see, Roma sees Link, you know, the dude from the bar the, the other dude night. dude from the bar. He's coming in, signed right? Signed a contract yeah. and uh, bought some property. So he sees Levine, he goes, look, sit down, you're my client. He tells him what to do, and he just he's into it. He's acting the part. Yeah. Now, if you watch closely, I've watched this enough times to see yeah. Roma's chewing gum in this bit. When, when he's sitting at his desk, he gets the machine to sit down at the end of his desk. He takes the gum out of his mouth, tries to put it under the desk, and it actually flies out. So in, you see him sitting down at his desk, and he quickly takes the gum out of his mouth, tries to put it under the desk, it pops out, but he continues. He, he just quickly just ignores it. Yeah. That's actually in the movie. You see it pop yeah, out, wow. and uh, he, he continues <clears throat> and uh, to, to to talk about him without any hesitation. Yep. And the the bloke from the bar is now yeah, in. He's saying, "Look, I need he to, sees I need him to with talk a, to you. he sees him with a client. And they they play this whole banter yeah. back and forth, which is brilliant. But he basically comes in and says, "Mate, yeah, I got I got problems. The yeah. wife's not happy. Wife says I got to cancel. Look, and and, and, he, and it's informed too. The wife and him have discussed it to the point where they know they've got a three day cooling off period. Yeah, right." And that's that's legit. Like these days, it's but like fourteen days. But typical salesman now as well. Like he's he's obviously heard this before. He goes, "Oh no, that, that's that's a common reaction with a size yeah. investment like this." And he he tells her, "Look, she called the attorney general. Says we got three days." Like you said, he goes, "Look, George." Yes, he goes. I need. I need. He says to Mr. Link. He goes. Look, I've got to. I've got to take this client. He goes. Oh, look. He's sort of pointing at his watch. Levine. So look, he's got to yeah. go to the airport. He's he's bullshitting about him working for American Express or something like that. But. She, uh, he eventually says to him, look, mate, he goes, uh, I've really, this has got to, got to the point where I need my money back. Well, she, she wants her money back. Yeah, but we're going to speak to her. No, no, she told me right now. We're going to speak to her, Jim. No, she won't listen. She, uh, <clears throat> she said if I, if I don't get my money back, I have to call the state's attorney. No, no, this is something she said. We don't have to do that. No, no, no. she told me I have to. So... There's, there's a point here where he's, he's saying, look, I, I, I can't negotiate. By the way, it. Link is a yeah. embodiment of me if I did such a thing. Really? Like so I'd you're nervous the going, You're nervous. My wife's just like, seriously, yeah. I've got to get out of this. But, My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> but from what, what we learned, his wife was there with the – they made the deal with her. That, that's, the impression I got is that they went back to his house, she cooked them dinner, and they did the deal. So they've suddenly got cold feet. Well, and, and the question is – Right, because we've seen a lot of sleazy salesman tactics already. Yeah, she signed something. What did she think she was signing? Ah, uh, right. Okay. Well, anyway, but, he, but he, regardless, yeah. regardless, the the husband has brought a salesman home. Made she's made dinner. They've sat down. She signed a paper so as not to embarrass the husband in front yeah. of the salesman. But then she's confirmed they've got a three day. She's probably signed it going. We've got yeah, a three day call. Got cold feet. Send him back. She rip slept up the on contract. it. Yeah. Yep. But there, um, Roma gets called into the office. He goes, look, yeah. and then he assures him. He goes, look, I forget the name's the guy's name. He goes, look, forget it. The deal's dead. Don't worry about it. He goes, yeah, this is your life. We'll we'll talk about it. But then he gets called in the office. Yeah. And and I think Williamson hears the name Link. Mr. Link and I are going to go to the. Uh, oh yes, please. The police can be. What are the police doing here? Yes, nothing. Nothing. Just... What are the police doing? 
Uh, we had a slight burglary last night. No, it's nothing. I was just assuring Mr. Link. Mr. Link? James Link? James. Your contract went out. Nothing to John. worry about. John. Your contract went out to the bank. You cashed my check? We... Mr. Williamson. The check was cashed, the contract was filed and deposited in the bank, and we're completely insured in any case, as you know. You cashed the check? Not to my knowledge, no. So... That's really Mr. Link is now freaking out because the check is cashed. But not only does he freak out, but Roma freaks out as well. You stupid fucking cunt. Uh, you, Williamson, I'm talking to you, shithead. You just cost me $6,000. $6,000 and one Cadillac. That's right. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Asshole. You fucking shit. Where did you learn your trade, you stupid fucking cunt, you idiot? Whoever told you that you could work with men? Could I, uh... Oh, I'm gonna have your job, shithead. I'm going downtown. I'm gonna talk to Mitch and Murray. I'm going to Lemkin. I don't care whose nephew you are, who you know, whose dick you're sucking on, you're going out. <laughs> so... He's uh, not happy, but here's the bit, right, where Roma goes in the office. Yep. Shelley comes in. He says, you are a shithead. So he's sort of saying, don't ever open your mouth until you know what the shot is. This is Shelley educating Williamson to say, mate, you've just, you've got to be, you've got to hold your powder because you don't know what conversation you've walked in on. Yeah. So he sort of, he says to him, he goes, you don't make something up unless you're sure it helps. He's right. If you're going to make something up, John, be sure that it helps. Hmm? Or keep your mouth shut. Hmm. I'm done with you. (laughs) How do you know I made it up? What? How do you know I made it up? What are you talking about? You said you don't make something up unless it's sure to help. How did you know I made it up? What are you talking about? I told the customer his contract had gone to the bank. Hmm. Had it? No, it hadn't. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. What are you getting at? Well, I'm saying this, Shelley. Usually I take the contracts to the bank. Last night I didn't. Last night I stayed home with my kids. How did you know that? So he basically says to him, he says, "You robbed the office." You robbed the office. And he says, "How would anyone else have known?" Yeah. That what I just said, because it was con- it was conviction. He 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 said it like it was real. Yeah. And he goes, "You robbed the office." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." Goes if. And he goes, "Right, I'm going in there. I'm going to tell him. So you know, you either tell me or not. If you tell me what you did with the leads." We can talk. Yeah, well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. If you kid. tell me where the leads are, I won't turn you in. If you don't, I'm going to tell the cop you stole them. Mitch and Murray will see that you go to jail. Oh. Believe me, they will. Hey. Now, where are the leads? I'm walking in that door. you got five seconds yeah, to tell me or you are going to jail. Yeah, I don't care. You understand? Where are the leads? I... All right. I sold them. Jerry Graff, 
How much did you get for them? How much did you get for them? Five. Five grand, and I got half. Who got the other half? Do I have to tell you? I... Moss. Gives him up quick, didn't he? And I like how he says, he goes, was his idea too, remember? <laughs> yes, yeah, was yeah. his idea. We're, so was that, just, was that, hang on, was that a gut punch for you? Yeah, Did massive. that think, oh my God, like what the hell? Yeah, because I'm, I, it, it's been a week since I watched it, so I'm, I might be out of sync, but at what point did Shelley get told, or has he not been told at this point, that... The Nyborgs, the Nyborgs that's laughter, that's, that's right, coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's coming up. Because it's yeah. a massive, like... It's a double punch, yeah. So you, why would you expect that? Yeah. Like, this is a bloke that's It was a good bait and switch, though, wasn't it? A switch. Massive. You, you thought it was George and Dave, massive. and it's actually him. Because yeah. he's a guy that you expect is pounding the pavement, just trying to do his... Yeah. Pay his dues. Just, he's desperate, though. Like, he's desperate. Well... Desperation got the better And that him, makes yeah. you realise, obviously, uh, they've been Moss has been talking about this for some time, because he's yeah. obviously had this conversation with more than one person. But again, don't forget, Levine's still ever the salesman. Yeah. And he pulls Williamson aside, and he says to him, look, I'm, I'm ready to do the Dutch. I had this, I had this deal. Because I've got my balls back. <laughs> I'm not cut out to be a thief. I'm cut out to be a salesman, and I am back. I got my balls back. Now, you got a slight advantage on me. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it takes, John, to make things right, we're going to make it right. We are going to make it right. I want to tell you something, Shelley. <laughs> you have a big mouth. You've got a big mouth. And now I'm going to show you an even bigger one. Where are you going? Hey, well, you can't do that. You don't want to do that. Wait, 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 huh? It's $2,500. Go ahead and take it, take it all. No, take I don't all. think so, Shell. I don't think I want your money. So at this point, he's think he's offering the 2.5K. Mm. He goes, look, I'll give you 20% of all my sales. But then he knocks that back as well. 50% of all my sales. What sales? What sales? My God, I just closed 82 grand. Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm back. Mm. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning? Where have you been, so Shelley? Hmm? Bruce and Harriet Nyborg. You want to see the memos? They're nuts. They used to call in every week. When I was with Webb, we were selling Arizona. They're nuts. Did you see how they were living? How can you delude yourself? I got their check. Yeah, well, forget it. Frame it. It's worthless. The check is no good. Yeah, you want to stick around? I'll pull the memo. I'm busy now. Wait a minute. The check is no good. They're, they're nuts. You want to call the bank, Shelley? I called them. I called them four months ago when we first got the lead. The people are insane. <laughs> they just like talking to salesmen. <laughs> now, here's the theory that I was setting up earlier. Yeah. Roma... Knows the night balls are a dud leads, uh, and that's why he would lend him. And he that's didn't why tell he's him. like, "Oh, you he tell me." He didn't you, break it. To you him. tell yeah. me your story. Like yeah. he, it's like he had. It's because he's such a smart ass, yeah. and he does respect him. He does. He did yeah. learn from him, but he's now such a high horse smart ass that he sat down and let Levine but tell him the story. I think Levine needed that. He needed to hear someone to hear him talk about a close. He needed that. That's great. I think Roman did, did. Roman never did that out of being a smartass or mean. He wanted. He wanted to try to hear, help he the bloke. He knew the sale. Oh, probably was he did. Stud. Probably did. But he wanted to indulge him for that moment yeah. and uh, and go ahead with it. But I anyway, before he goes back in the office and he said and he asks, he asks Williams. He goes, why, 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 why don't you let me help? 
why don't you help me? He goes, because I, I don't, don't like you. you. He goes, but what about my daughter? And then he goes, fuck, fuck you. you. And then shuts the door. <laughs> Roma comes out of the office and he goes, woof, what a day. And he doesn't know what's happened with Levine. No. And Levine is just sitting there listening to him, not not admitting anything. Yeah, he's, he's, and, he's uh, now in a show. He's shell. now theorising and talking about various things. It is not a world of men machine. World of clock watches. Bureaucrats. Office holders, what it is. Fucked up world. No adventure to it. Dying breed. Yes, it is. We're the members of a dying breed. That's... That's... That's why we got to stick together. So... He that that is referring to the the machine. Yeah. He's, the, he's the dying breed. He's the dying breed. breed. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, Levine's called into the office and we think and well he gets in the room and he says he goes you know you're talking to you go, he says to the cop he goes you know who you're talking to here this Shelley the machine Levine yeah and uh, he goes quietly into the office and accepts his fate George is back out and he's he's back on the phone straight on the phone dials a customer end of movie so it's kind of the the cycle's continuing. With poor yeah. old machine, is uh, is Gonski gone? Let's catch up with the lines now. I didn't include this in the run of the movie because I thought this is one of the choice lines of the whole show. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, Mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an eighty thousand dollar BMW. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Fuck so, you. That's you, my name. You know I've got a crappy memory, but this is one movie I'd love to remember lines from. Oh, yeah. Because there's some crackers. Yeah, I'm going to use that too. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one of one of Roma's fucking um, incredible lines as well? What's your name? Fuck. Edit. Fuck. How do I do the, the bookmark? Did you ever take a dump made you feel like you just slept for 12 hours? <laughs> <laughs> but also, there were so many. Uh, I'd love a dollar for uh, every time they said "fuck you" in the movie. But I love this bit where uh, Levine is sort of saying he asks the question to Williamson. He goes, "What are you? What are you doing?" You wouldn't know. You got... <laughs> he says he doesn't even know what a streak is. What the hell are you? <laughs> You're a fucking secretary. Fuck you. <laughs> Secretary, you're a secretary. Fuck you. All right, how did that happen? Some yeah. plot holes here. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. plot holes here, right? When Levine closes the sale, now he was given the leads. Remember, by Williamson mm. gave him the leads, despite the fact that you he rang reckon... the bank earlier, four months earlier, when they got the leads. Yeah. Don't you reckon he would have seen fucking Nyborg on these leads? But he still gave them to him. That yeah. was a hospital pass. Don't he you knew. reckon? He knew. So what's the hell? Well, he says, without even checking, he says, the sale's no good. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah. So did they, he knew from the get-go. They, 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 this the, this emphasises, right, how hard it is on a salesman. They'll yeah. get fired if they don't close. That's, how, yeah. that's the bottom line. And even if they do close, the sales will be no good because the people, the company knows that the people who don't have the money to buy it. Yeah. So, what about that? Now, does it make sense to you, right, that Roma... Gets yep. the drunk in the bar, the drunk <clears throat> loser, they yep. call him, to sign over money for unseen land, right? But then his wife cooks him dinner, total stranger, late at night, signs a contract, and then sends the husband out the next day to get their money back? Well, I think we talked about this earlier. I think that that's the, the period of the time. I don't think people are rude 
um, like to the face. I think it's more like the wife didn't want to have a scene in their house, so she just went along really? with it. Really, yeah. mate. The bigger yeah, the bigger yeah, plot hole it. there for me is all this shit happening between eight and ten at night. Yeah, like it's a night sit. It's the like sit. These these night calls from salesmen are yeah. just like, dude. Fuck off. What are you calling me for? Crazy. Do you know what Crazy. I mean? How's this right? When Link comes back in the office. Yeah. Now, you'll recall when, when Roma was talking to uh, Link in the bar, Levine was there. Yeah. So when Link, when he, when he pretends no, to be Levine a client. No, Levine wasn't there. It was yeah, Moss was. and George. No, he was on the, in the, on the phone, remember, in the, in the phone booth. Oh, and he comes out. the corner. He wouldn't well, recognize him, surely. He was there in the same room. Yeah, okay. So did he, he would have not recognized him. That's, yeah. That's how dumb or pissed Link was, maybe. Yes, Who knows? Yeah. Perhaps. Things you might not know. Have a guess how many times the word fuck is used in this movie. 73. More. Wow. 112. More. 150. Less. 132. 138. Jesus. That's a lot. And how many times are those were Roma? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Levine, everyone. They all That's had a true, actually. Yeah, Moss, they did. Moss said about yeah, 20 yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Now, originally, the play uh, took place during winter, but uh, due to the budget, and they had to film during summer, so they decided to keep the, the, the try to control the weather with, they constantly had rain. Heavy rain would play a factor in the first half of the movie, and so that would go with the big, it being cold. Yeah, also, uh, it was mostly nighttime, so they didn't Correct. have to have daytime scenes. Now, remember what I told you about the rain? Yeah. Single largest cost on the movie. Just the rain, rain effects. Wow. <laughs> For the first half of the movie. Uh, did you notice? Yeah, it was that expensive, but anyway. Yeah, go I don't know. Um, li- the filming location was 1515 Sheepshed Bay Road in New York. The building is owned by Premier Properties, which is an existing company based in New York. So that was... Where they chose to film just happened to be an old real estate office. No. So that was that they kept it. They had the main office on the second floor, so that's what they did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and also the China Bowl restaurant, which really existed back then, huh. was on the opposite side of the street. So it was a Chinese wow. restaurant and a bar. Yeah. The word lead or leads, how many times do you reckon they said that in the movie? Fifty. More. Wow. Eighty three times. She's good man. Have you noticed too, this is another did you notice, when when a main character is in a position of power, they're chewing the movie, they're chewing gum. Chewing gum. Yeah. So it was when Rick Ricky, when he was mo- gum, when he was yeah. mocking Moss, Levine when he was insulting Williamson, and after Ricky was taken into the office, uh, Williamson when he's re- revealing to Levine that the Nyborg deal is kaput, is no good. The did you also notice there was a. Did you notice a female in the movie? There was one. No. She was on stage on the screen for like five seconds. There was the coat check girl in the restaurant. <laughs> the only female in the movie. Anyway, that's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Let's have your wrap up and rating. Well, <laughs> I have great respect for the movie in its form. Yes, but I did not enjoy the movie at did all. Did not really. No. What? It's a six out of ten for me. Six. Oh my god. No, I was made at the end of it. I'm like, fuck. That was such <laughs> a long way to tell a story. Really. Um, I get why you like it because you're a bookman and yeah. you know you can create this vision in your mind. But I yeah. need, I need the, I need the, I need more. I okay. need, I need that cut to Mitch and Maury. Uh, or, right, you know, okay, I need right, that. Right. I, yeah. As I say. Massive respect for the way it was filmed, and the, I have 
unbelievable re- respect for the acting in it. Yep. But oh, I just would struggle to sit and watch this with well, someone. I'm an eight and a half for this one, right? Uh, I've seen it many times. Yeah. But in, in oh, I'm with Joe in, on this in one. Context, <laughs> in context of the movie and the tone of the movie, you not liking it? Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about next week, shall we? Oh, okay. What are we watching? Next week is Interstellar. Oh, okay. Released in 2014. Right. Starring I'm assuming Matthew. It involves space. It does. Starring Matthew McConaughey, right. Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain. Okay. Your millionaire question, Trevor. Okay. Who directed Interstellar? Is it A, Steven Spielberg? Mm. B, James Cameron? C, Christopher Nolan? D, Ridley Scott? I'm going to rule out James Cameron and uh, Ridley Scott. Okay. With my 50-50. All righty. Is that correct? Or okay, not? yeah. No, uh, but you've, you've ruled out Spielberg and you've ruled out... No, no, I've ruled out James Cameron and Ridley Scott. Okay, yeah. Take them out of it and okay. the right answer is still there. Well, it's then the Nolan dude. Christopher it's... Nolan. Oh! Right. Yeah, you go, It just mate. didn't feel like a Spielberg. Okay. Spielberg. Now, this is I'm a very, good, very good movie and it's set sort of in the near future and it's about how the, the condition of the earth and what they need to do to save it. Oh, really? It is a really good movie. It's a little bit on the longer side. It's about two and a half hours, I'm sorry to say, but uh, it's yep. it's well worth every minute. Right. We look. For, I look forward to your thoughts on that one, but you not liking you gonna Glenn Gary Glenn this? Ross? Fuck you! <laughs> 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 I will forgive you, mate. That's yeah. what this is about. I, I, you can't, I can't make you like a movie. That's how it works. No, That's you, how this works. I think you thought I was going to like it because it was so real. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, uh, I did. There's no effects yeah. in it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I honestly did, but that's okay. That's okay. Sorry to Chalk it up to you. another one. That's okay. We look forward to... Well, that was Glengarry Glen Ross. We look forward to giving you, presenting to you Interstellar next week. Trevor, see you then. See you then.